This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, August 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Budget battle over VAs. With Oroville shut down, GOP points fingers at Newsom. Farm Bureau backs infrastructure bill. Groups push back on funding for voluntary agreements. A coalition of environmental, tribal, and fishing groups are urging lawmakers to reject nearly $500 million that could support voluntary agreements for Bay Delta flows. Governor Newsom had proposed this amount in the May revision of his budget proposal. In a letter to all 120 state legislators last week, the groups argue the discussions have been, quote, a deeply flawed backroom process and the agreements yet to be made public would lead to inequitable results. They worried the negotiations have been, quote, stalling much needed water quality protections. Instead, the coalition calls for the state water board to implement the first phase of its Bay Delta plan, which would dedicate to the environment 40% of all flows from the watershed's lower rivers. The group want to see direct spending on ecosystem improvement projects related to this goal. Remember, details are still being debated over how the state will spend $2.1 billion within a drought package. Republicans blame Newsom for Oroville shutdown. Three Republicans who represent the Lake Oroville region and have farming backgrounds blamed Newsom last week for failing to plan for a dry winter. The governor continued to direct his bureaucracy to expend a limited water supply throughout the winter and spring and did nothing to save critical water for this fall, said Representative Doug LaMalfa. He added that this is taking, quote, water needed by food crops before they reach harvest. LaMalfa, along with State Senator Jim Nielsen and Assemblymember James Gallagher, held a press conference at the lake above the Hyatt Power Plant, which shut down last week due to the low water level. Nielsen said California has now, quote, gone back to the policy of sharing scarcity rather than planning for the future. Gallagher attributed this to government mismanagement and misplaced priorities. USDA offers $10 million in specialty crop grants. USDA is awarding $10 million in grants to state departments of agriculture to fund collaborative multi-state projects. Topics include food safety, plant pests and disease research, crop-specific common issues, and marketing and promotion for specialty crops. This covers fruits, vegetables, tree nuts, dried fruits, and horticulture and nursery crops. This program is an important resource to strengthen the competitiveness of our nation's specialty crop industry, said Bruce Summers, administrator of USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service. By working across state lines, grant recipients can share resources and collaboratively address challenges for specific crops. Farm Bureau backs infrastructure bill. The American Farm Bureau Federation has thrown its support behind the $1 trillion infrastructure bill that is expected to be considered on the Senate floor this week, calling attention to investment in roads, bridges, waterways, and broadband in a letter from President Zippy Duvall to senators on Friday. 
The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act invests $110 billion in U.S. roads and bridges, $65 billion for broadband, and $17.3 billion for ports and inland waterways, Duvall said, also mentioning significant investments in western water infrastructure that are necessary to ensure future production opportunities for our members being negatively impacted by prolonged drought conditions. The bill has gotten bogged down in discussions over taxations over cryptocurrency, according to the Washington Post. And moderate House Democrats are expressing concern about Speaker Nancy Pelosi's stated desire to only pass the infrastructure bill if it's accompanied by a $3.5 trillion reconciliation package. Canada stresses dairy pricing compliance with USMCA. Canada is complying with provisions in the U.S.-Canada-Mexico agreement on how the country sets dairy prices and export products. That according to the country's ag ministry, dismissing complaints from the U.S. dairy industry. Canada takes all of its international trade obligations very seriously, including its dairy obligations and the USMCA. A spokesperson for Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada tells AgriPulse. U.S. industry representatives have been complaining that Canada is sidestepping a USMCA provision to limit Canadian milk protein exports and eliminate the country's Class 6 and 7 milk pricing schemes. Canada understands that this issue is important to stakeholders in the U.S. dairy industry, and we are confident that our practices align with our international trade obligations, the spokesperson said. John Deere announces $250 million purchase of Bear Flag Robotics. More companies are looking to invest in autonomous technology as skilled labor becomes increasingly hard to find. The latest example presented itself on Thursday when John Deere purchased Bear Flag's Robotics, which specializes in autonomous tilling systems. Bear Flag will retain its name in California locations for now, but will work closely with John Deere to further develop the company's autonomous technology. People want this, Aubrey Donnellan, the founder and chief operating officer of Bear Flag, said at a press conference on Friday. Growers arguably need technology, and we're working as fast as we can to deliver it to them. APHIS issues new requirements on dog imports to address risk of ASF. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service is imposing new requirements on dogs imported for resale into the U.S. from countries where African swine fever exists, including restrictions on bedding and a requirement that dogs have microchips implanted. Dogs and the containers they are shipped in, quote, must be free of dirt, wood shavings, hay, straw, or any other organic natural bedding materials, APHIS said. In addition, all bedding that accompanies the dogs during transit must be properly disposed of at ports of entry. The National Pork Producers Council applauded the move. Each year, several thousand dogs enter the country for resale or adoption. NPBC Chief Veterinarian Liz Wagstrom said, If even one of these animals carries ASF into the country, it could put the U.S. swine herd and other livestock in jeopardy and have disastrous consequences for our nation's agriculture sector. Here's today's He Said It. 
I wanted Secretary Vilsack to see firsthand how sustained drought is hurting our farming communities and threatening the health of our economy. That Representative Jim Costa of the San Joaquin Valley in a statement following the USDA Secretary's tour of California. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, August 9th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.